said the words legendary, iconic, diva and superstar are often overused and yet Tina Turner embodies them all and so many more. Chaka Khan says she may have left this plane but her spirit and voice are immortal. Mick Jagger said I'm so saddened by the passing of this wonderful friend. Tina Turner helped me so much when I was young and I will never forget her. So what to say about such a musical icon, Tina Turner? In Oprah's last televised interview with Tina Turner, Winfrey asked, what is the legacy of Tina Turner? Endurance. You know, I endured hardship all the way. If we stay on course, we stay focused, never smoking, never drinking, never doing drugs. My legacy is that I stayed on course from the beginning to the end because I believed in something inside of me that told me that it can get better or you can make something better and that I want it better. So my legacy is a person that strived for wanting it better and got it. Tina Turner there with Oprah Winfrey. Well, joining us is one of our country's best singers from When the Cat's Been Spayed, The Lady Killers with Tina Cross and Suzanne Lynch, Jubilation Gospel Choir and more, and who happens to be on tour in just a few days. Uh, Jackie Clark, kia ora. Welcome to the panel. Oh, thanks. It's nice to be here, Wallace. Lovely. Well, I'm sad on this occasion, but hey. Yeah. Well, Mm. you know, we all, it's, it's, it's the outpour is extraordinary, isn't it? Well, we all grew up with Tina's music, but as a singer, her passing w- would especially hit home. I can imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, when I heard the, the the news this morning, I woke up to it and it was all over my Facebook feed. I just thought, oh, it must be a hoax. It can't be true. And then I realised, well, I don't know. She was eighty three, but for some reason, I felt like she was going to go on forever because she was just yeah. that. That fierce, that kind of pure wahine toa energy, and you know, absolutely unstoppable. So now you're just left, you know, looking at that legacy. Totally, yeah. Jackie. Yeah, and that interview, a eh? endurance, I endured hardship, uh, almost underplaying it really. A eh? in the interview, I mean, because what she endured in her life, on a personal level, she would have have to have had a reservoir of strength to go through. Yeah. Well. Well. You know, it's it's. Ike beat her one too many times and she found herself bashed and bruised in a hotel in Dallas and she decided to leave and she basically left that hotel with 36 cents in her pocket and some sort of petrol card and she crossed a motorway and she hid in the Ramada Inn across that motorway until the coast was clear. So she, she's always had that ability to do what she had to do and she's a total survivor. And it's so fascinating that she sounds like the world's most indestructible barroom singer, that 
that dirty, earthy, growly voice, and yet it's controlled by a soul that was that was very pure, and she lived the life of a monk, you know, like as she said, no, no, nothing nothing evil passed her lips, but she sounded like she was just, you know, she was just <laughs> the naughtiest girl on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, stay there, Jackie. Let's um, uh, talk to Anadine here. Oh, absolutely. Looking at her strutting her stuff on some of those yeah. music videos back <laughs> in the day, I actually saw there's an incredible selection of images on the Guardian website just tracking her career and these mm-hmm. outfits. And mm-hmm. I was actually thinking it looked to me like Harry Styles' um, wardrobe designers yeah. actually got a lot of um, inspiration from her early her early garb in the 60s. And what a trajectory. Um Someone was pointing out to me today that she'd gone from, you know, her 60s music, huge hits in the 80s, basically performed with every other icon on the planet, and then got into making interesting chanting music and Indian, um, you know, it's it's incredible what, what oh, she well. managed to to travel through musically as well as yeah. all around the world. Jackie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, when she came back in the 80s, that, that, that album, um, Private Dancer, that was, that's called the greatest comeback of all time. Mm. <laughs> because she basically was almost a nostalgia act. She was sort of doing the kind of the review, the, the R&B review. And when she met, I think it was some Australian dude, Roger Davies, who was, you know, the greatest manager of all time, they say, they put together this, this album and suddenly she was, you know, from the Cascade Lounge straight to the top of the charts and she just never looked back. And, and I think the thing about her is any recording you hear of Tina, within seconds you know it's Tina Turner. There's no right. doubt. Yeah. It, can't, it can't be anybody else. There, there is no one else that sounds like her. Someone says here, I stood on a rooftop in Nelson to watch her concert down there. Who else <laughs> could play an outdoor concert in Nelson? <laughs> well, quite a few people, actually. Uh, in fact, when Come the cat's on. been spayed, it was there. In fact, I saw you, Jackie Nelson. <laughs> Nelson. Oh, <laughs> My gosh. Uh, was it Trafalgar Centre or was it the you – know, you know where it is. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Now, Peter Field, I don't know whether you saw Tina live or not. No, I never really had the desire to, interestingly enough. Crazy. Um, How tone deaf is it, though, that she was part of a band and her husband chose the name Ike and Tina Turner as opposed to Tina and Ike? But, um, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the movie, of course, about domestic violence, and I think that was actually kind of a game changer way before before its time and changed Mm. probably a lot of people's minds frankly that movie um no what i what i think it was a couple things one as an american she grew up in tennessee and in the near memphis and that wonderful combination that wonderful mixing right jackie that 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 makes for art of of blues Mm. and gospel and churches and soul and Mm. i think she had all of that which is wonderful and then the second point i'd make is just quickly politically um she chose well before uh private dancer to leave the United States. So like some others, she said, you know, I'm black and frankly living in Paris or living in France or Switzerland is incomparably better for a human being than living in the United States if you're black. That's right. I I think we should remember that. um, And that her comeback was so fantastic being that she was an expatriate, all the more tribute to her. Yeah, made her home in Switzerland, I think. eh? Mm. Jackie, did you ever cover any of her music at all? And if you did, what would be, I guess, the, the, the challenges or responses to her music? Well, the woman's range was ridiculous. She had mm-hmm. <laughs> a really beautiful bottom end, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. She, she just had a gorgeous <laughs> low tone, but she was the queen of the octave jump. So any singer of a certain age 
who's been cursed by somebody asking them to sing a Tina Turner song will know the pain that you have to endure. Oh, well, let's hear from. something. You know, well, you know, and actually, I remember years ago um, going in to do a jingle, and they said, oh, we want you to sound like Tina Turner, and it was for oh. milk or something like that. And it was probably something around the, you better be good to me. Ah! And then, <laughs> then, then, you, then you have to go, you know, like it's just all of those massive jumps. But she had, she had this sort of, um, she was probably one of the best song stylists ever, I think. I think I heard a story about when she did Goldeneye, you know, the Bond tune and the boys from U2 wrote that. And, and they wrote it late at night and um, they sent, Bono sent her a, a vocal demo of the tune and then woke up the next morning and thought, oh my God, I've sent her the, the biggest piece of poo ever because I sounded terrible I was so tired and then when she got back to him she said oh no don't worry darling I know what you mean she basically transformed that vocal line into the amazing, amazing song it was and when he finally heard it he just just you know he basically got down on his knees and bowed before her and said you know you are the best song stylist extraordinary ever. Yeah. Now, but while we have you here, um, uh, Jackie, because I've always been a big fan, a really a oh, big fan of what you do with the Lady Killers with Tina Cross and Suzanne Lynch. Um, there's a couple of vids there I've watched over and over again. There's sort of, Aww. speaking of vocals, wow. I thought <laughs> that's, this is cool. Um, so, I think Southern Cross, you do a, a version of. Oh, yes. Any, anyway, you yourself are on tour soon, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm strutting myself in a solo vein from next Wednesday. I'm doing a tour called Jackie Goes Prima Diva. So I'm, <laughs> I'm celebrating all the old school gals, you know, gals like Judy Garland and Peggy Lee and Nina Simone. But then also my kind of childhood heroes, people like um, Kate Bush and Dolly Parton. Oh, wow. and, and, mm-hmm. You know, like it's just, it's just it, even Alison Durbin gets a look, look in Wallace. It's just, nice. it's just a, a celebration of those women that have inspired me to... You know, I spent 40 years singing, which is what I've, what oh, I've done Jackie, with my life. That's, that's <laughs> so cool. That is so awesome. Look, look out for it uh, online. But for now, Jackie Clark, Cure, I appreciate your time. Uh, pleasure, Wallace. Pleasure. That is, uh, I'd like to say, one of our country's best singers, Jackie Clark, uh, from mm. When the Cat's Been Spayed, Lady Killers, Tina, Cro- uh, Tina Cross, Susan Lynch. Just while you're here, if, if, if Tina Turner wasn't, do you think, just recapping, Peter, from the US, what, what's, what's a band or a singer out of the US that you really, that you have always loved? Right, almost a contemporary was Aretha Franklin. And I found there was something more soul and deeper in Aretha Franklin um, and talking to me and at me in a way that I grew up in the 80s and Tina Turner was more pop. Um, So I know we remember her that way, but I just really didn't listen to FM radio in the same way. Fair enough. Um, You're on the panel of RNZ National. A lot of memories coming through uh, about, uh, here's one, Tina Turner at Mount Smart Stadium, Auckland, 85, my first rock concert. Amazing. I saw her 15 years later at Madison Square Garden in 2020. Timeless power.